0: Well, I guess we know who the Bearcats starting quarterback will be in 2023. You are Locked On Bearcats, your daily
1: podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Hope you had a great weekend. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to our Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel and follow it to get an alert every time that we drop a new episode. My name is Alex Frank, your host each and every day right here on Lockdown Bearcats, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, where today's episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash Lockdown today. To get started. It is Monday, May 8th, meaning we are now officially 117 days away from the Bearcats season opener against Eastern Kentucky, Saturday, September 2nd at historic Nippert Stadium. We're also 10 days away from the from the day one tour coming to Columbus. Dan Hoard, Wes Miller, Scott Satterfield, Katrina Merriweather. They will all be at the brewdog dog tap here in Columbus on may the 18th they'll be in cleveland the day before and then chicago in early june by the way i haven't even mentioned this look who's here if you're watching on youtube and if you're listening you get my former co-host of sports any way you want it my former color analyst and play-by-play partner at bearcast media zach freeze from the freeze frame podcast and pro football focus zach uh we were supposed to have you on last week. Here's the no. series of events. So we were going to record. My wifi, was, my Wi-Fi was down. Then my computer decided to stop working. Then it started working. Of course, I realized that after I had recorded on my iPad. And then you decided, instead of coming on the show, that you were going to go to trivia.
1: Yeah, you know, um, Wednesdays, I don't know, Wednesdays we play trivia. We do this thing called trivia. So
0: Yes, I'm um, aware. We'll- I, I do too
1: we uh we we're, we're not very good at at the game but um we uh we play we attempt so where's trivia uh champions i believe you're champions. familiar i believe you're familiar
0: yeah, yeah i'm very familiar with champions champions sports bar and grill
1: uh-huh a yeah, good place good trivia so free ads i guess but hey you know what no no uh no sweat come yeah. so on out
0: no sweat indeed all right so lots happened since we've talked Normally, when I have you on, I we also have Sean McMahon from I Media Cincinnati on this show, but a lot's happened since you and I have talked, most notably, or maybe one notable thing that has happened is Ben Bryant has committed to Northwestern, which is, of course, near his hometown uh, in the suburbs of Chicago. Ben Bryan is from, I believe, Glen Ellen, Illinois, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah,
0: right. uh, Northwestern, of course, is in Evanston. But... What what this means for the Bearcats, Zach, is I think now officially, if there was any doubt, that's been removed as far as Emory Jones being the starting quarterback. Are you in Are you in agreement on that?
1: Oh yeah, I think so. And and I mean, there was like hope that you know maybe Ben Bryant would see his options and decide to come back. But um, at the end of the day, he found a spot where he's going to go in and probably win the starting job at Northwestern. But now. Yeah, I mean, I think it's Emery Jones's job. And like you said, um, in the spring game, um, he played well. And and that's, I think, an encouraging thing after what was not a great camp from from all accounts that he had. Um, so, yeah, it's Emery Jones' job. I mean, I think we figured him – he didn't transfer in to be the backup. And I think he fits in with what Scott Satterfield's trying to do, more of a dual-threat guy. We saw him run for, what, like 700 yards of Florida or something like that. So, um, yeah, it's it's his job now. I, I don't think there's there's much doubt, um, barring something crazy. Um, it's Emery Jones's job, and I guess that's kind of a like it's good that, you know, Ben Bryant, now it's it's over and it's behind you because now you can kind of focus on, like, all right, Emory Jones can now take all the – or pretty much all the – reps with the ones and he kind of knows like you're going to be the guy there is no like looking over your shoulder or splitting reps or whatever and i'm sure you know evan prater and lichtenberg and maybe brady drogosh will still like try and compete but i think the reality is when I mean, emory jones sixth year guy um can't coming in uh, has experience uh, more experience than than any of the other three guys combined Um, it's, it's going to be his job come, uh, come the start of the season.
0: Is this what you wanted? Is Emory Jones the guy you wanted to start a quarterback, Zach?
1: I mean, it's a tough question. I I think I like Ben Bryant. I'm a like Ben Bryant for, you know, all the, you know, crap he took last year at times. And he didn't have a tremendous season, but I thought he was solid at, for the most part, um, I wouldn't have been opposed, really, with with Ben Bryant coming back and and starting, to be honest. But, um, I mean, for like, it, would I rather it be Emory Jones or just like what any of the other candidates? I, I'll take Emory Jones. I, 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 you know, we saw Evan Prater; he struggled. He, he's not maybe not the guy we thought he he was going to be. I'm fine with with Emory Jones. I'm going to give him a fair shot. Um, I'm, I'm, he's going to get, you know, a fair shot for me, whether it works out or not. Um, he's, um, but he, he at least is a guy who has power five experience as a starter. And we saw him play fairly well at Florida a couple of years ago. Now last year was a whole mess. I mean, it was a disaster. Um, and, and, and he's not to blame for all that Arizona state was incredibly just a dumpster fire with everything that went on there. So you can't, you can only blame him so much for that. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm okay with Emory Jones being a starter. Like it's, I, I wouldn't have hated Ben Bryant coming back and like seeing what would have happened, but just cause you know, like in case something were to happen to Emory Jones, you have a, um, you have a backup there, a capable backup. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm willing to, to give Emory Jones every chance, you know, I'm not, you know, um, I'm I'm hoping he does well and and you know it's we'll 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 see what happens, but I'm I'm gonna he's he deserves a fair shake and and we'll see what happens week one.
0: Yeah, so I I think for me, this is who I wanted to be the Bearcats starter. And I have a lot of respect for Ben Bryant. I've I've given him more credit than I think some fans have over the years and particularly last year. But Emory Jones is a guy I've said to Bearcats fans to not expect much from. And I say that for two reasons. One, he's gonna you're only gonna be let down because I don't think he's gonna be that great. I don't think he's gonna be Malik Cunningham. I don't think he's gonna be right. Desmond Ritter. But number two is I think he could surprise you in how good and how much he can elevate this offense. So like what are you expecting? We got about two minutes before we gotta hit this live read. Zach, what are you expecting from Emory Jones this year?
1: Well, I think he... It, he fits the mold. I, I, I He fits the mold of a Scott Satterfield um, style of, of a dual threat. Uh, ben Bryan obviously doesn't quite do that. Um, I mean, I, I think you're getting a, 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 a good athlete. Um, I think as a passer, you hope for him to be a little bit more polished. But in terms of a guy that Scott Satterfield wants leading an offense, we saw like Malik Cunningham he's not, he's not Malik Cunningham, but in that mold of, you know, a guy and an athlete, uh, a good athlete. uh, But like you said, I don't think the expectations are, he's going to come in and just like be Desmond Ritter, or just be like a, like a all league guy or anything like that. I think you're right. Like you've got to have some sort of expectations that like, you know, the, and, and a lot of it has to do with the supporting cast, Alex, right? Like, all yeah. new receiver room everything's new the o line is inexperienced so i think you have to kind of give him a little bit of leeway on that a little bit of like you gotta you gotta hang with him a little bit on that because that's that's tough for any quarterback you got brand new guys you've never played with before and everything's new none of these receivers you, you have been around and it's everything's new so i think he's gonna get a little bit you gotta treat it with kid gloves a little bit but yeah, I mean, like you said, I don't think you're expect. You, you hope he can put you in positions to win games. I'm not expecting him to, like, come in here and throw – sling the ball around the yard for 400 yards every game. But, you know, just – I don't want to say game-managed because I think he could maybe be a little bit – his upside might be higher than that. But I just hope he, he, he plays turnover-free football and as as much as he can and brings that, you know, the dual-threat ability with his legs.
0: yeah. I think that that's what I'm expecting, and I, I'm going to say this: I, I think Emory Jones, the guy who is going to have to play as mistake-free football as possible, because I don't know if this offense, compared to offenses in years past, if he's going to be, if this offense is going to be able to overcome mistakes. So you got to play as mistake-free as you can. I think running the football plays a huge role in that. So I'm a big fan of Emory Jones being the starter. So long as he doesn't make too many mistakes. All right, so speaking of that, uh, this week is unique because the NFL schedule is coming out. So we'll get to see where former Bearcats, and the teams that they were drafted by, their schedules. We'll get to see the Bengals' schedule. We'll get to see the entire NFL schedule. So let's take a look at the Bearcats' schedule from a – let's take a look at the Bearcats' schedule and where we're at right now in terms of how we think the Bearcats are going to do. Plus, Ivan Pace Jr. Zach, I haven't gotten a chance to talk to you yet. Just your thoughts on how in the world – a unanimous All-American went undrafted. We'll get into that after I explain to our listeners how this episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place to bet all the NBA playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com and get a no-sweat first bet. Up to $1,000. That's fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day for everyday listeners on tomorrow's show. I'm going to do something that I'm really looking forward to doing. I'm going to give you seven bold predictions for the 2023 Bearcats season. Seven bold predictions for Tuesday, May 9th. How about that? But let's focus on today. So, Zach, the Bearcats schedule, obviously that was released way back. I believe it was... I believe it was late January, January 31st. It might've been
1: sounds about right.
0: Trying to remember what exact day it was, I think, but anyway, the schedule's out and look, I think it's really advantageous because you avoid Texas, you avoid Texas tech, you avoid TCU, you avoid Kansas state, and you get five conference home games at home, seven at home overall. Like, now that we are – I think you and I talked when this when the schedule was released. Where are you right now in terms of the schedule, how you feel about it, and if the Bearcats are going to be able to go to their 15th bowl game in 18 years?
1: Well, I think, um, yeah, like you said, uh, like I think the schedule – is good in a lot of ways they avoid texas they avoid tcu they avoid kansas state and they avoid texas tech um who i think a lot of people are are bullish on this year um i'm a little bit concerned My, my concern lies um with just depth um on the offensive line and in the receiver room um that's and then you know everything's new right alex so yeah um I just that's my worry with this with this team and, and I mean they're there's still talent obviously defensively they're great up front and when you have Corleone and, and Briggs and Malik Van back that's awesome. But I I worry about this O line, it's everything's new and you have one guy back, you have one receiver back, that factor kind of scares me a little bit offensively like how I'm worried about this team offensively Um, but as on the whole look I think it's still a manageable schedule I, I said from the beginning I hope we get to six wins like I hope we win six games I think that's about the number right now I'd say if you made me pick I would say six and six I wouldn't be shocked if they end up Five and seven, or seven and five, I guess. Anything more than that, I would be pretty surprised. If they were, if they won eight games, I'd be, I I would do, I would be over the moon. I would be, I would be really impressed. But I think about six wins feels right to me.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so you're in the boat of as long as they become bowl eligible, that's a successful season for you, right?
1: I think it's about as much as – I think that's about as much as you can ask. Just like going into a new league, first year, had a lot of roster turnover. Um, I just think that is about what you can hope. Yeah, for.
0: I think you're right. And I, I am I, – I'm more optimistic. I, I see a way this team can get to at most eight wins. I think seven's more realistic. I, I said eight and four last week in my schedule predictions now that might have been because I was so caught up in my technology excuse me issues that I might kind of retract that a little bit but I think what's so advantageous in addition to it being that way overall is you get your two hardest conference games out of the way right out of the gate and then you play Iowa State and Baylor and Baylor I mean let's not forget they were big 12 champions in 21 but They were a middling team last year. Iowa State wasn't very good. Their defense was great. Their offense was not. Then again, first year post, Brock Purdy and Brees Hall, that's about what you expect. And I think you get Iowa State and Baylor. Oklahoma State's going to be a a, a challenge on the road playing in that environment. UCF at home, I think the Bearcats can maybe eke one out there. West Virginia on the road's going to be tough. Kansas at home should be a win. I just see a way that this team does become boiled. I don't think... And I think you have to understand that Bearcat fans going to have to understand. There are going to be some growing pains when you go to the Big 12. It's not sure. going to – I mean, they're not Ohio State. They're not Notre Dame. They're not – I mean, even though they beat Notre Dame, they're not Georgia. They're not Alabama. And I've been saying that to Bearcat fans for years just because of what they accomplished the last five years. I, told, I, I probably told Bearcat fans this going into 2022 that just because – they made the college football playoff the year before. It doesn't mean they were going to automatically go 12-0 again the next year. I think a lot of us, including myself, kind of got caught up in the expectations. Well, they'll <laughs> lose to Arkansas, but then they'll win out the rest of the way, right? And I'm like, mm, well, mm, UCF. And then ultimately, they lost to Tulane at home to end the season and finished 9-3. and But this year is going to be a challenge. It's going to be – and I, I do think that the Bearcats are still going to be able to develop talent. It's just the games are going to be harder. Because you're going up against right. top tier talent every single week.
1: No question, you you know, there's no, there's no Tulsas, right? There's no USFs. Um,
0: Not like those games were easy last year, though.
1: Right, exactly, and I mean that's that kind of goes to show you. Like we, we even had here, some, really. we had some adventures playing, you know, USF and Tulsa, some bad Tulsa and USF teams, and it's like now we're playing. Now we're playing, you know, the Iowa States and the Oklahoma States and the Baylors, like it's gonna be – it's not going to be a picnic, you know. So, yeah, I mean, look, it's – I think six and six, Alex. You get to six wins. I just think that with everything – all everything being new, new coach, new league, new – basically outside of the running back room, an entirely new offense – I think you hope, okay, EKU and Miami, God, you better win those. I mean, please help me if we don't beat Oxford. Jesus. Um, Then you find four wins. Just find four wins, whether it be Kansas, I think they'd have a shot. Iowa State, Baylor, I think those are, like you said, I think those could be uh, hopefully wins. Uh, And then West Virginia I think is going to be awful, but it's on the road. So, um, win the, the, the two gimmies. There should be two layups here. Yeah. And then find four wins, uh, whether that be in conference. They play Pitt too. I think Pitt's going to be okay. Um, we'll, uh, just hopefully we can find those, those four wins. Yeah. All right. How stunned were you that Ivan
0: Pace Jr. went undrafted?
1: I was pretty surprised. Um, I know we talked about it last uh, last time I was on the show. Um, I thought he would maybe go in the fourth or fifth round, um, but I think ultimately what happened was is just the size, right? That was we knew that was going to be his knock, and there's already going to be some teams that you know he doesn't fit in terms of scheme. I'm sure, um, but. At the end of the day, um, I think that is what caught him, and I, I and I am surprised by that a little bit. Um, he he would be an outlier. How you know there aren't that many linebackers that are his size. So you have to take into account um, that NFL teams looking at that, and they'd rather take a flyer on a guy who's six three and two fifty instead of a smaller guy like Ivan Pace. So. I am a little bit surprised, but I think the size thing, um, that, that's what did him in, obviously. And, uh, but he's been an underdog, you know, before, right? Um, and he ended up thriving at Miami. He comes here. He's an All-American. I think he—I think he's still got a good chance to, to be an impact player in the NFL. Like, I think he could still find his way into playing meaningful snaps. I really do. I just think he's that good of a football player. Yeah. Um, and whether it be for Minnesota, like I, I would – I'm not betting against him making that – like I'd, I'd place a bet on him if I could to make the roster. Um, I just think he's a really good football player and um, he's been doubted before and, and he's won every time. So while I'm surprised, um, I mean, hopefully this motivates him, right? Like hopefully yeah. – uh, hopefully, you know, you know, you can look at it like you can sulk you didn't get drafted or you can have a – You know, a a bad attitude. You didn't get drafted, or you could use it as fuel and motivation. And um, he's getting a, he's going to get a shot with Minnesota. So I hope he can prove more people wrong.
0: No question about it. All right. So, and I, I do think that he will play now with an even higher motor than he played with last year at Cincinnati. All right. So, obviously, since the last time we talked on this show, Zach, there's been some big news. From the hardwood, Seamus Lacocious, just how much does he elevate the Bearcats men's basketball program, even getting back to the big dance? We'll get into that. Zach, so you're well-versed in college basketball. You host a college basketball podcast, the Freeze Frame podcast. You're a big Bearcats basketball fan, season ticket holder. Just how much is Seamus Lacocious going to be able to elevate this Bearcats men's basketball program?
1: Alex, I, I really like, I like Seamus lacocious quite a bit. I, I liked his game at Butler just from watching afar, from afar. Um, he's a, he's a crafty player. I mean, he's a son of a coach um, and it's, it's easy to see that. I I like his game because he, he doesn't look as big as he is. You, you think, oh, he's not that big, but he's like six, six, two 30. So um, and for a guy of his size, he handles the ball pretty well. Um, I, I mean, he's a he's a pretty good shooter. Last year, I think he shot 38% from three, um, was a capable rebounder. Um, I, I like his game. I, I just think, you know, he only had – he averaged three assists a game. I think he's a good passer. Um, I think he's just like – you know, I, I don't like stereotyping, like, the European kind of player, but, like, that's kind of who, like who he is. He's just – He's smart. He's crafty. Um, my only concern, and I, and I think he'll, he can come into the big 12. He, he played in the big East and was pretty successful last year. Right. So um, I think he can come in and be a starter right away. I, I think he can be a, a, an impact starter for you. Day one of the big 12. The only concern I think on him would be defensively. He's not great. He's not a crazy good athlete by any stretch. Um that might be a concern. And also how, like, d- can he play the, the four? Um, he's 6'6", six, 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 seven in that range. Um, you know, I, I'm curious if they would use him, to, like, what lineup they would use him with, because I think m- more ideally he's a wing. He's, you know, yeah. one of the wing spots, but he could shift down to the four. I just think... You know, with the roster construction, if if you know, I think you you see like they have three bigs they feel good about, but if you know one of them gets hurt or goes into foul trouble, I think ideally you want someone to be able to play the four, and I think he would have to step into that role. Can he do that on the defensive end? Would be my my question. Um, but I, I really like seeing Miss game. I, I think he's going to fit in well. Yeah, uh, he's you needed somebody like this who is a difference maker. They've done it at a high level. They've done it in the Big East. Um, I'm, I'm a fan. I, this is a uh, this is a good get for Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, so uh, you talk about Lacocious and what he's going to bring, but how much is he going to elevate this team? Because I look at the roster now, Zach, it's, it's coming into pretty good shape.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I think you look at well, – they've got 13 scholarships. They've used them all. So, um, yeah. barring a change, this is what the roster looks like now. It could change. Um, you never know. There, there's still time. I think players still have until May 11th. So, never say never. You never know with the movement and you know so many moving parts in this in college basketball now. Um, look, I, I think you you look at this transfer what the transfer portal cycle. I, I think Wes Miller did a good job. I, I think um, they needed another big man. And Jamil Reynolds fits in um, with, I think, what they need, and they they need another score in the post. And I think he's that's something he's good at. You needed shooting, and I think C.J. Frederick, if he's healthy, big if, if he's healthy, I think he could be a great shooter. We get yeah. closer to that Iowa C.J. Frederick now. There's no guarantees in that, but that would be, you know, that was a, uh, hopefully is a is a box you can check off. And Seamus Lacocious, too. I mean, he's a pretty good shooter. He, he shot, like I said, thirty-eight percent from three. Um, they needed someone. Not, the, I, I think Landers Nally is is a better player than Seamus Lacocious, But they needed somebody kind of in that mold that can, like, play make a little bit. You know, can handle the ball a little bit. Um, has the you know the IQ the, the like like Landers could. Um, he had that craftiness a little bit with the with the ball fakes, and I thought he was a great passer. I don't know. You know, Seamus coaches. I don't think you're expecting him to come in and be Landers night, but you needed somebody in that mold, like a wing, like that. And I think he's that. That's what you needed, um, and, and they got. So, look, I mean, I am more optimistic, I think, than most about this team. They have a point guard now, too, Alex, and they have Jizzle James and and Davion Thomas. And I know those guys have never played D1 basketball, but I think they're really good athletes. I think they fit what Wes Miller wants in a point guard. And no disrespect to Mike Adams-Woods, he's just not a you know, super athletic guy that gets downhill and can get to the rim. Jizzle James and Day-Day Thomas can do that and hopefully can do that. And I know it's a big ask in the Big 12 year one for both of those guys to, to be able to play a high level. But I like the mold and I like the fit um, of those guys in West Miller's system. And then I think a lot of the, what, what hinges with this roster is Dan Skilling is going to have to develop. Um, he's going to have to become a guy who um, is going to have to be more consistent offensively, right? We saw last year the flash, um, but I think he's a guy. of the iceberg, guy. He's an outstanding rebounder. Um, if you're going up for a rebound, you're going to lose. And you're going up against Dan Skelly, you lost. Um, but offensively, he's going to have to take a jump. That's huge. That's, he's he's kind of the X factor. How how does he develop? In his second year, because they need, they still need some. I feel like some scoring pop, and he's the guy that would like. I hope, hopefully, can bring that. So, yeah, I'm optimistic about this team, probably more than most. I
0: I'm, I agree with you. I just think there's a lot more talent on this team. I think there's a lot more versatility. I think there's a lot of excitement yeah. surrounding this team. It's gonna yeah. be really nice when you see that schedule come out, the conference schedule come out in September. And you're seeing Kansas. You're seeing now Kansas just added the best transfer in the country, perhaps, in Hunter Dickinson. It's going to be right. a fun battle between him and Victor Locken when these two teams get together however many times. One, two, three, heck, maybe four. So there you go. Uh, Zach Freeze from the Freeze Frame podcast and Pro Football Focus at Freezy27 on Twitter and my former co-host of Sports Any Way You Want It and my former color analyst and play-by-play announcer partner on BearCast Media. Zach, it's always great to have you on, and I'll, 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 we'll talk soon, all right?
1: Alex, thanks so much for having me on. And uh, happy Coconut Cream Pie Day to everybody. Is that, is, is that I, I May 8th? I hope everybody has a wonderful Monday. Is that on May 8th? That's on May 8th. Coconut
0: Cream Pie Day.
1: Get yourself a Coconut Cream Pie. I
0: don't know if I'm a fan of that.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. Really.
0: I'm, a, I, I'm in a... I, Apple pie will always be my favorite. Okay. Okay. I like, um, let me see.
1: Pumpkin pie.
0: What about pumpkin? Not pie? a big pumpkin pie guy. I know that's, I, like I know that's an unpopular opinion. I've just never really, I, I've never gotten into it. Um, right. lemon meringue, I can go for.
1: That one I don't.
0: Okay. Like.
1: That one I don't. Uh,
0: key lime is really good. Yeah. Um, Blueberry pie is good. I feel like it's too basic though. Oh uh, Jerry. I mean I could go on for pies about
1: this, but um Yeah. Come for the yeah, if you made it this far, come for the bear cat analysis. Stay for the pie tips. Yes.
0: Now I'm more now I'm more <laughs> of a cake guy than I am a pie guy.
1: Okay. Actually right. I, I forgot
0: my I, one pie I just started really liking Boston Cream.
1: Okay. All right. I I, I can rock with it's Boston so Cream. So
0: good. Um, I'm not
1: a huge. The problem with cake for me is I don't like too many. I don't like too much ice. I don't cake, like, you don't like too much icing.
0: Yeah, part. you're gone. Have a nice day. Cheese.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You like it. You like. You're, you're the guy that like lo- loves like the big glob like balloons like. You, I seen all that. Cake. Yes. Too much. Yes. Too much. Although, oh.
0: although, my favorite. My favorite cake: German chocolate.
1: Okay, I don't know if I've had German, German chocolate,
0: cake. red velvet, and New York cheesecake.
1: Cheesecake's good. Cheesecake is elite. If you, if you don't,
0: Top if two. you don't like cheesecake, you're not American. On that note,
1: ice, ice cream cake so it's good can't word. go. For, cake, right.
0: Can't do ice cream cake. I've never been able to do it.
1: You can serve God me
0: cake out. and ice cream, just not together.
1: All right. Well. All right. Thanks. For thanks for having yes. On, Alex.
0: Thank you, Zach Freeze at Freezy27 on Twitter. Freeze Frame Podcast, and Pro Football Focus. That's going to do it for me today. Great week coming up for you. Russ Hellman will join me at some point later this week. I've got Luke Braun, Efforting, Locked On Vikings, Ivan Pace Jr. So much to get to. I'm on Twitter, at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's and an A-T-I. Instagram, Alex Frank, and an underscore email, alexbfrank at gmail.com. Also try and get Neil Meyer at the front office news on the show. Back tomorrow. Thanks so much for making lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. I'm Alex Frank for Locked On Bearcats,
1: part of... Locked on podcast network, your team every day.